Welcome to the Cinematographer Logically Speaking podcast. The boys are here, full force. This week we're talking about Mikhail Hanukkah's 71 Fragments of a Chronology of Chance, 1994, and a crowd favorite. Probably best film ever made. That's what Stephen thinks. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what we're doing. Uh, everyone's here, except Jacob. Except Jacob. He's in Tennessee or something. And special guest Tony's absent. Special guest Tony. Special guest Tony. <laughs> special guest Tony is not a special guest on this episode. Um, all right. So yeah, this film is the third and last in the Glaciation trilogy of Hanukkah, where number one is God, Seven Continents. Number two is Benny's video. Uh... Alrighty, uh, so opening thoughts. I really liked this. I liked it a lot. I'm excited to talk about it. I think, uh, you know, there's a couple like ideas I have, but they feel a little above my pay grade. So I, I hope I probably won't be so clear on them. But um, I really liked this as like some kind of um, intersection between Seventh Continent and Code Unknown, and. Uh, yeah, we'll get into it, but I really, really like this, actually. Um, I like this movie as well. Um, yeah, a lot of parallels with Code Unknown in particular. And then, like, I don't know, I think visually very um, appropriate that it's, like, part of the same set as, like, Seventh Continent in particular. Um, I did... L- I, well, I did like this movie though. I don't know. I don't know if I super loved it, but um, maybe that'll change after today's discussion. I'm right there with you. I thought the movie was all right. Uh, we'll see. You know, maybe some conversation. Maybe it's uh, one of those situations where you <laughs> talk about it a little bit and it. Uh, your mind gets blown time and time again to where it's undeniable how great the film is. But probably not. Uh, I will say there there were some amazing scenes that I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, but that those don't... Just because there were like some really good scenes, like some extremely good scenes, such as the father conversation on the phone... Uh, I'm not sure that can convince me that overall as a piece, it was great. Uh, yeah. Uh, I did not particularly like this movie or this film. Um, I saw some beginning stages between or, or uh, relation between this and and uh, Code Unknown, but I think I liked Code Unknown way more. There were some scenes that I liked, so I so I. I hesitate to say I disliked it, but um, like the whole time I felt like it was, I, it needed to build suspense around what was going to happen at the end. And I was never completely engaged in it. It didn't capture me the way I would like it to have, I guess. Yeah, I'm on board with uh, everybody here, uh, aside from Troy, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um you know, which is going to make for a great podcast. I really saw some, uh, you know, I, I, for this film, the things that 
make me feel a little bit like not in love with Hanukkah, I think was most demonstrated in this film for me. Like the things that I like the least about like Seventh Continent and um, uh, Code Unknown, uh, I think was represented in this film. Um, yeah, I suppose that's it. I think that's right. I think that's fair. I mean, I don't I don't <clears throat> think this is to be clear. I really liked it, uh, but I think that's probably just because I like movies more than you guys. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think this is you know Hanukkah's best. I don't know. Whatever, we'll talk about it. I think. I mean, huh? yeah. I was just gonna say it feels like in comparison to stuff like, um, like Code Unknown is obviously the most uh, applicable here. I think. Yeah. Like in comparison to that, this feels very like sophomoric. Like it's a lot of like the same ideas as a lot of his later films, like in techniques and such, um, but just not quite as refined or well executed. Which is, I think, where the 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 lack of strong opinions comes from. I don't know. I might disagree. I agree. Yeah, I think the comparison is most direct with. Code unknown, almost like a trial run. Um, yeah. But I think that the subject matter is the subject matter and attitude is much more that of like the glaciation seventh continent, and like a much more focus yeah. on the modern condition. Yeah, I think I think I mostly mean not necessarily subject matter, but like when I say ideas, I probably am mostly talking about uh, technique, and not so much content. I think this... technique is in like, sorry, technique in in sense of like, technique for storytelling or technique for like. <clears throat> um. Yeah, like the, the fragmentation or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think, um, while in code unknown, um, like I feel like I feel like, yeah, to continue to compare it to Code Unknown, in Code Unknown, you have, like, these fragmented storylines, and I feel, I felt like lots of that was, I was way more emotionally invested in, and I found more intense, whereas, like, I felt like the fragmentation in this uh, distanced me more mm-hmm. so than yeah. it did in, like, Code Unknown, even though, I mean, if that's an intentional effect, which I think in some places it definitely is, but, um, but, um, I, I don't know. I mean, in, in Code Unknown, I feel like it's, it's more effective at both the distancing and also, um, giving you kind of like this emotionally raw, like kind of, uh, attempt at looking at it as, at, at like the kind of full complicated nature of some like tense moment or something. Yes. Okay. I don't know. But but yeah. I I uh yeah, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. I think Coda Known is just more <clears throat> there's there's more effort put into balancing a narrative and the fragmentation. And right. I think Coda Known is just generally also just more positive and more like uh more positive, more optimistic and um yeah, but I think that that just goes into the the more readily accessible narrative. Whereas here, I think it is much more fragmented and intentionally so. Uh, but in terms of, you know, like lots of artists where they have a film or they have a album, whatever, and then later on they have something that sounds like it, but is 
different in some way, like a development. Uh, I think this is much more, um, I almost want to say raw, but it just reminds me of like, like, uh, you know, there's all those artists where their first album is their best album. Like they come out, they've got some like really clear focused idea, right? And then later maybe they soften it up or something. And I'm not saying Code Known is necessarily like a softening up. I think it's a substantially different direction with a similar sort of ideas. But I think this film is 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 way deeper on the fragmentation, on the isolation, on the distancing, and uh, like the alienating effect it has. I think is much more pronounced, and I like that about this film. And I think it's more aggressive. For sure, in not just the alienation, but like, uh, I think it's just visually and content-wise more aggressive. Whereas like Coda Known is a little more, um, I don't know, civilian or something in its subject matter. I did not feel like there was much beyond a feeling of alienation to 71 Fragments. Whereas... In Code Unknown, I felt like the narrative, specifically around uh, Benoit, like, uh, what's her name? Something Benoit? The, the actress? What's her? Oh, Juliet? Her... Yeah, Juliet the... Binoche. Binoche. Thank you. Uh, yeah. What? Brioche? <laughs> yeah. That was, my, no. that was my joke. No. Yes. No. Any... Anyways, <laughs> anyways uh, her arc, especially the uh, frame narrative arcs, I thought were extremely like important for the like uh, enjoyability factor as well as her relationship with the uh, photographer. It just uh, the narrative, the lack of a narrative in uh, uh, 71 fragments doesn't leave me feeling like it just, it just felt uh, pretty empty. It didn't, it didn't like make, it's, it's hard for me to feel like there was actually a concept being grappled, and the only way that these fragments relate to each other is some, like, somber attitude. And I didn't feel like capturing that required, like, it didn't require much out of a director, even. Like, the, none of it, nothing about the movie felt stand out, uh, aside from, I think, the father's conversation was extremely good. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. And it, and it is because of the lack of narrative or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think this comes down to like a preference for narrative, which I agree with. Uh, well, you have to think about well, what, what what does the lack of the narrative even accomplish? Yeah. I'll, like, did it even accomplish anything by not including a narrative? Like, like, all it seems to have done is paint a tale of alienation... And like some contempt for like the modern condition. Yeah, yeah. But, but what? Like, but what? I don't really. I don't. And now maybe you could reveal something. Like maybe you have a take on it. Like I don't know where to go with that other than just, yeah. Here's a problem, and it's like yeah, okay. But we got we got that in code unknown. But the narrative made it better, and we also got that in uh, Seventh Continent. Yeah. But at least it like really fucking took the uh it uh drove it home you know the mm -hmm. somber attitude the alienation attitude because i mean i think it's a much more tragic situation there and then in uh 
than in this one. It's also uh, more tightly woven. It seems to follow even more closely a narrative in Seventh Continent versus 71 Fragments. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. I mean, I think the fragmentary nature is more than just making the viewer alienated. And like, it sounds cringe to just be like, oh, it's how the characters <clears throat> feel, you know? Because I get that, right? Like it, or at least you account for that in your you know description of it. Like this, just uh, um, I forget the word you used, but uh, expressing an attitude towards modernity. Um, but I think it fits like the behavior of the characters. I think like the view of the world we're given, like, like what di- like what didactic you know element can you take away from this? You know. It's like total, like in terms of what attitude one should hold, right, or or or, some, or what 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 one should do. I think is like relevant in that you know it's extremely unclear, and um, I think it probably has something to do with uh, how the characters you know operate in in, in the world as well. Um, listen, I don't think this is some grand masterpiece. <laughs> and I'm on board with, I prefer narrative for sure. I think it lends itself to a lot more things. But I do think this is like a really interesting. Well, when my sound. question was going to be, was that like, oh, it's, that's because you prefer the narrative. But it's like, okay, so say somebody like doesn't prefer the narrative. Like they prefer it, like what instead? Like what is it, what would it be replaced with? Well, I would consider this more like some type of attitudinal thing like uh right through 71 fragments let me uh let me what would be the phrase cultivate an atmosphere an attitude a uh like fragmented image of modernity and like commentary on film Mm -hmm. right and rather than let me tell you a story Mm -hmm. um troy tell us then uh, like what, what, what like got you excited about the film then, you know, like I was watching, like what, what did you like in particular? Cause like, I don't yeah, know, I mean, I think... I'd, I'd, I'd like, I'd like to maybe move past exactly why we didn't like it and maybe discuss some of the themes. So maybe we can open up something else. Yeah. Well, I, you know, um, I think it's a lot like what Steven says. I think my interest and in, in a lot of the enjoyment I got from this is like in the form. Like I'm, it, it just seems super interesting. The scenes themselves, I mean, there are so many just incredible scenes. I think the father obviously talking, the, 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 the sick baby family when he hits the wife, the, the little yeah. girl holy shit that little girl the the, uh, orphan girl or whatever um i mean the list goes on honestly the 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 cross thing when the kid gets upset the taking the guns the um obviously the ping pong i think the ping pong scene is like the scene yeah that's what i I think this is the the symbol the emblem the the centerpiece of this mosaic uh and it's so good. I I thought it was so good, so interesting, so painful to watch. Um, I mean, I think the ping pong scene is not like in some ways it's a little on the nose, maybe, 
as like some depiction of modernity where it's like you're you're, hmm? you're talking about the one where he's with the repetition or are you talking about the one where he's reviewing yeah, repetition. his repetition repetition although okay. i mean i think right. it goes in hand in hand with the reviewing right right okay. but just this 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 yeah this image of man playing a game against no one but against a mm-hmm. machine a machine who isn't consistent in its delivery such that it's not even like like the it, it, it's not even about the individual like he actually is playing against the machine and that the machine is unpredictable mm-hmm. and uh inconsistent and he has to respond to it and is sort of like paying, playing catch up right he, and it's it's pure repetition it's this painful face it's it's towards a goal you know code unknown we're like goal unknown right and it's just like uh <laughs> right like because you you think like oh like i don't know when the scene opens up i'm like oh this is sick like uh you know someone really developing themselves and becoming the best it, you know this is just someone grinding you know to be great mm-hmm. but it but it but it becomes like way more sad when it, it seems to become less about self-development and much more about like like he's he looks trapped in some dynamic um and visually i love the the concrete walls he's in this like really the whole it's all grayscale basically i don't know i uh i just think it's filled with these like incredibly interesting scenes that all have like a substantial have substantial content uh with respect to like uh you know uh you know installing one piece of glass into the 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 stained glass image of modernity or something like that Um if if i could comment on the ping pong scene um i think that that is a particular place where the fragmentation like shines through as being like a very i don't know just super good use of it just because you open with the ping pong and then it just keeps going and going and going you're waiting for like some kind of resolution you're waiting for him to like finally stop and put the paddle down and like breathe or something but then it just like cuts before, like after it's gone on for seemingly way too long, you know, like it's like outlived its, uh, or it's like outstayed its like welcome or whatever. Then, then it just ends, and it like supposedly continued on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, to rehash the term, <clears throat> I remember at the beginning of Seventh Continent, our podcast for that. Troy mentioned uh, Death Drive. And uh, we talked about that, like, very briefly, you know. And I think, I think actually this scene, uh, and I've been thinking about Seventh Continent as well, but it it does capture Death Drive, but in, like, a a different way than Seventh Continent, because Seventh Continent wasn't, like, like the peaceful rest of death. That wasn't the Death Drive. It's actually in these repetitions. I think that, um, like... You know, you might equate the concern with modernity to, like, the concern with desire and the concern being the circumambulatory nature of desire slash the idea that you'll never achieve what you want mm-hmm. and the blind, like, objet ah, like, circulation. So, for instance, we have the refugee who is wandering, you know, Europe or whatever, and it's a young boy, you know, and he and he, like doesn't really understand why he's wandering. I mean, he has a, he gives a couple reasons, you know, um, when he's during the interview, but overall it's this, uh, very vague answer basically to say that modernity or this country, modernity, Austria or whatever 
has got him in its grasp and now he's going to orbit it as like a desire function and he's not really going to know why and he's going to be trapped to do that and when he leaves and gets kicked out he says that he'll come right back it's the same way with this ping pong you have this repetition and there is just some sort of a repetition about the way that drive works necessarily um and how no matter what your interest is you are your interest is only facilitated by the fact that you repeat it and to obtain it like doesn't really even exist and that's like a huge problem with like human subjectivity and a huge problem like with modernity and modernity is this like object that people will circle around and like uh it'll be a cause of desire but it's not actually something anybody desires or something like that um, mm -hmm. anyways yeah yeah, I mean, we we talked about in, like Coda known like the the immigrant woman, as well, which I see as being like a the right. the same the sa the um the same ideas of like the uh what can I do for you you know yeah yeah um or something like that that right. that she like comes to and blah 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 um, yeah just a and, different character and the balloon scene where he, like the kid like falls off into the uh like almost falls off into the um off the building or whatever yeah but then that kid like is about to like fall off into the uh the subway mm. you know yeah and like i i don't know I don't, I don't really know where to go with this film honestly uh <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry i'm like actually clearing my throat uh well, another thing, uh, I've got a quote here. I wanted to do more reading about this guy because I've heard of Walter Benjamin and his good friend Adorno. Uh, and Adorno is referenced by name in Piano Teacher. And there's like a million essays about how Hanukkah is clearly, you know, in discussion with them or whatever. But they're like uh, aesthetic philosophers and stuff. And Adorno has this quote. Uh, the element of truth and the concept of genius is to be sought in the object in what is open, not confined by repetition. And there's Adorno and Benjamin both talk about repetition. Benjamin is more focused on reproduction and like how uh, like art in the modern world is uh, reproducible. Um, like, right, everyone watches the film by themselves and they're watching the same film. Uh, and it's and all these things about uh, whatever, but but Adorno talks about repetition as, um, uh, yeah, sort of this reproducibility thing. But in, I think it ties into the death drive idea where it's um, uh, like the the numbing, the numbing of repetition, and the fact that it's not like a singular object, but rather this thing that's ready to be delivered. Um, uh, I don't know. And he, ta he talks about. Uh, this sort of escape not from the modern world because that would be like an attempt to better yourself or the situation but to escape your own desire to escape if that makes sense right like I mean you can imagine like thinking about how you're not good enough in one way or the other mm -hmm. and some object a game, uh, alcohol, whatever it is, you know, distracts you 
from the your desire to improve, basically. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. There's something about this in repetition. I'm not getting it right. I'm I'm sad. I'm not as prepared as I would have liked to be. So so is this like? I actually don't even really get it. I don't even I don't even really understand what you just. I know just it was said. terribly unclear. Um, uh huh. I don't know. I'm sort of trying to liken the ping pong scene of 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 like the repetition of of trying to get lost in this thing, such that you can distract yourself from, you know, the desire to stop doing that thing or something. Like and that. then, uh, and then this is equal to like say drugs or drugs and alcohol is this rep repetition. Well, just all sorts of distraction. Um, or yeah, uh -huh. any anything you might desire, any material, any object cause of desire, is distracting you from the fact that you're running in circles. Is what okay. I would say. Okay. And that, and I don't know if this is what Troy's saying, but so in my mind, the ping pong is an object cause of desire, a thing which one can lose oneself in, and it'll be eternal, and there won't be like a recognition because there is no winning against this machine. So they'll be in this circle forever, uh, which, you know, you can explode outward and say applies to basically every, I don't know, every, mm, I don't know, everything you might do in the modern world or something mm -hmm. like that. Everything you might choose to pursue. I'm not sure about this self-improvement thing. I don't think that that gets you out. I think that the self-improvement might be another uh, thing to get lost in, a better thing to get lost in, but it doesn't escape the problem. The problem yeah, being... Yeah, I'm just noting... The, a, problem, the, the problem being not even necessarily a problem, but more like the condition of being in circles forever, of the nature of uh, drive and desire. Yeah. Um, which we'd have to point to other examples to describe what I mean with that, but yeah. I guess I'm sort of also just pointing out the like how this is different from Seventh Continent or the second in the Glaciation, Benny's video, where like... Not talking about Benny's video, but just in Seventh Continent, right? We have people who acknowledge a problem and are acting decisively to uh, improve their situation as they see it, right? In their case, they want to totally embrace and absorb modernity and do away with the emotional complex life, right? Um, whereas I think here at least with the main character, Max, ping pong shooter guy, is, uh, right, he, he, he's trying, like, it, in this case, it would be an attempt to, like, distract him, or distract himself from the desire for change, or the desire for improvement, or something like this, I'm not sure. Hmm. Whatever, there's so many bomb scenes, you know what I'm talking about, old man, yeah. and the old man <coughs> talking to the mom, I mean, like in all these people and all the TV, all the news. Yeah, the I mean, TV. we see the same news segment repeat. When I was watching, I don't know. I like all the, I love all the news stuff. I love, uh, I think like the opening scene, right? I, I'm a sucker for the, like, oh, the opening scene is what this movie's all about. And, I, and I've said that <laughs> exact thing multiple times, but. I think you say that every time. I say every time. I have to like disclaim because it's kind of like a whatever, like uh, trope. But yeah. it's so true. Like, what do we open up with? Like, we have this news segment that jumps from, oh, we have, 
I don't know, whatever. Gas prices rising in this. We have a civil war happening here. They're dropping grenades on this town. And this political leader just announced this. And they're all unrelated. Uh, but it gives, but, but you sit there, viewer, like, what's the connection? What's the, like, what's the, like, how does this tie together and do, like, you know, some classic grand narrative or, yeah. or something like this? And the impl- it, it comes off in every way that there's an implication of re- relationship or, or, or connectivity. But, like, the viewer of that new segment is, you know, totally unable to put it together uh, just as perhaps we are this film. Although, obviously, there's the mass shooting in the end and we're told in the beginning there's going to be mass shooting and three people die and we follow three people or three groups. But I also just want to... We have to talk about the difference between the ending of Code Unknown and the ending of this film. They're, like, inverted. Two things. One... Reading the description on Criterion, as, as the movie's beginning to play, I was really worried that they just ruined the movie for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but thankfully, it's, it's, it's told, you know, literally the first thing is that you're told that, yeah. that description, so it's fine. The other thing that I was thinking of, you were talking about how the viewer seeks to draw connections between these new segments and how they're, that's like, you know, but like it's a futile attempt, but you're drawn to want to. Yeah. Um, uh, that may be true for for like the average viewer <laughs> but after watching uh like several hanukkah movies especially you know code unknown some of the continent i kind of i kind of just didn't really care about which is a failing on my end maybe uh like not giving it a benefit of the doubt or like bringing too much of what i've seen previously of the director i didn't really care about the new segments much in the story that they were telling because to me it felt like I already knew that these were just going to be like, I don't know, like I already knew <laughs> that he was trying to play some sort of, uh, I don't know, like connection game, futility of connections and like fragmentary, like look at these absurd problems in the world, uh, you know, and that could be a failing on my end for like not wanting to get lost in it, which whatever but yeah i didn't i didn't like feel enamored by any of the new segments they didn't feel like that relevant other than how they showed some sort of like impossible situation to deal with well did you did you feel um any like difference in your kind of position and how you're viewing it um from the first new segment versus like the last one uh not quite this i kind of i kind of they also they still just seemed like awful things broadly speaking i don't know yeah i think it's more i think it's almost well yeah the 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 content of the new segments for sure i don't know it sounds like a bit like guarded of a viewing like if anything the impulse would be to look for the connection i feel given that i imagine you knew ahead of time that you were going to get a fragmented story of different people whose lives come together right like there is right these different threads do end up in a braid Right? So, like, you think, oh, this is Maybe. just, you know, just like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you, if, if, if you know the film's going to be about that, then I feel like watching the news, it would seem like, right, just a, a foil. Uh, yeah, the only issue, though, is it, it seemed beyond the realm of immediate plausibility. And, of course, I'm not consciously thinking this. I'm just trying to describe what, uh, how it how it felt because I just wasn't immersed by it but like are captivated by the idea of drawing connections like um, 
it didn't seem plausible that these characters' narrative arcs would take them all throughout the world uh, immediately. It felt that way, uh, besides the refugee, potentially. So it, it didn't seem like uh, I was trying to understand how everything coheres with with these news programs. It just already seemed like they weren't going to... That these were going to be like motif or something like that. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. They are like heavy-handed. Like, uh, yeah. It does immediately strike one as setting some kind of overall atmospheric scene of the world. Or Atmosphere, yeah. Atmosphere. Um, but I... I, well, uh, I mean, it is... It is um, Worthy to note that the um, the TV doesn't just serve like the news sections don't just purely serve uh, like an atmospheric or a um, like bookending metaphoric role. They also come into play with the the parents who end up adopting the refugee child. That is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. In the which TV, like, was gone. which was so sad. Um. I don't know, that poor little girl. Yeah. Um, I hated that girl. Dude. Straight up. You hated how she looked, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's the little she girl like in Seventh Continent, right? I think. Huh? Oh, was it? I think so. I think it's the same girl. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe it's... No, no, no. The girl in Seventh Continent is way more like... Uh, what, what might you say? Like film ready <laughs> oh, okay. what? no she's just a good actress the 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 other girl is uh the girl in this movie maybe in maybe in seventh continent in like the orphanage but she's not like the primary girl i think i remember the other yeah, girl from from uh 70 or the girl from seventh continent has giant eyes it's not the same girl okay yeah her eyes were like huge this girl was in uh, 71 Fragments and only that. Oh. All right. Well, she wasn't um, film ready. She, yeah. I'm not the only person who hated her, eh? Well, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that, like, most of the, um, the, the news segments or the television segments, um, like, had a pretty strong focus on, like, violence? Like, usually yeah. it had some sort of, like, violent aspect to it. And then I I think I recall something about like Hanukkah saying, uh, something about how like television can like shape people and societies and like how, is this like, am I did he say that or am I thinking of something else? I don't know. I don't care what that guy has to say. Sounds right, like Foster Wallace. Yeah, I mean, well, I I don't know. I was kind of thinking yeah. of David Foster Wallace when I was watching it. I think the new anyway. The, you could just say something about how, like, it's the, the violence, like, consistently portrayed on the television is, like, sort of, like, devaluing uh, the acts of, like, the, the violent behavior um, because it's always, like, saturated on the, on the, on the TV. And then this can like sort of, like, numbness. lead... Well, yeah, the... and it sort of could, like, lead to, like, you know, sort of these odd outbreaks. Like because it's not because it doesn't even just show like news segments, but it also shows like pieces of fiction and things like that. You know where they're that helicopter. weird scene where she's like jumping out of the helicopter and it looks all like weird. Yeah. That was a, that was a fun scene. Yeah, I, that I like fun. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like it's always on. You know, it's like if they're not like surrounded with like yeah. other people, 
you know, they're always like watching the TV, you know, when they're eating and just doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And um I mean some something that is interesting about kind of like if you're going to compare the violence on the TV versus the violence in the film. Um I mean obviously before the shooting cuz that's like obviously so gruesome and extreme and whatever, but um but uh, like the emotional weight that the uh, the husband like kind of like whacking his wife or whatever with his finger oh. like at the dinner table what? like it's mm-hmm. honestly it, it's not that extreme of like a hit you know like it's not it's not but it's so it's so like violent you know right. and like I froze but yeah it's so extreme but then I, I cheered <laughs> but if you're gonna said, if yeah. you but if you're gonna um, compare kind of the uh i don't know you're the kind of natural reaction to like you have like all this like senseless inexplicable violence or whatever going on the tv blah blah yeah, blah and, and then well, you have like this that, kind of very like quiet moment of violence that feels much more extreme or something yeah i mean it just feels very like hanukkah and you know i'm not supposed to do this this is very sacrilegious but it just felt very hanukkah to me when like on the TV, you know, you have this sort of like narrativization of like real world violence <laughs> and these, it's all sort of like dramatized and, but it's also at the same time, like very numbing at the same time. But in reality, you know, here's this scene, oh, the, you know, the shooting's actually very gruesome. It's not glorified, you know, no music sort of thing. So this is a bad know. read in my mind. The, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of wait, known wait, for those. No, it's a bad read. I think the no, I think it's just inaccurate. Is the implied like not like epicness? I mean, like no, I think it's he's. I think he's right in that it this that aspect was very Hanukkah-y. Well, I don't even I don't I don't agree with the description of the thing. Like the, which thing? What, what was so it? you describe the violence on TV as narrativized when it's actually the opposite. I think the ending well, shooting uh, right. isn't even that epic. And I think the violence on well, TV that's... carries the most weight in the film, other well, than the okay. slap. I think the slap. Hold is on a the, second. I think the slap is the most. But the TV, the TV. You watch that news. Have you ever seen news like that? No, you don't. What? Because you you don't see news like that. What? What are you talking about? News like Dude, that doesn't that exist. That was literally news. No, I know, but it doesn't exist anymore. It's not like that. Listen to this. Hold on. Give me a that, second. That's not what about if it exists anymore. This is what do you made mean? then. Well, okay, but it's not narrativized news. It's this happened. Next. This happened, right? Right. I, it's like yeah, the I prototypical think, news think, that you would hope for, right? But like this film, right? Like people like narrative, right? So now they draw it all together. They try and make the connections for you, right? Uh, and whereas if maybe if you watch news like this, like in this film, right, you might be like, well, maybe there is no connection. You know, the world is so infinitely complex. Like, how am I to do it together? You know. But then they present a narrative for you, and it's all good and perfect. Uh, but the, the the violence isn't even narrativized. On the news. Okay. I just want to point look, that out. Look, I mean, okay, look, Brody's point look, relies look, on Look, <laughs> everyone should agree that I think the word narrativized was just misused. And everything about, about the take was correct. The The stuff on the TV is not narrativized, but it is, right. what, what is of, on the an, of an epic magnitudinous proportion that, like, yeah, feels and, insurmountable. Yeah, and, and, de- and, and desensitizing. And desensitizing, which is an important part of I don't think it is well. desensitizing. I but, think it, but it's always I think it around. Is. I think it is. But the uh, the f- yeah no, I think that's fair. I think the I think the only thing that's incorrect is to say that the uh, violence depicted on screen is narrativized. It's not. I didn't even know that got said. 
But mm. other than that, I think the take was correct in that it's very Hanukkah to do something like that. What, like I mean, what? You can say can it's you narrativized. You, you, condense, to, to what have is the juxtaposition of real-world violence, which is less insane as what is going on in this numbing world. So, like, oh, yeah, and have, Okay, go on. Ray. I I also just want to say like I didn't I didn't mean to say that the ending scene was epic, right? That was, my whole point is that it's not epic. You said it was like gruesome glorified. and intense, and I actually thought it was like no, I didn't. Okay, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like it is not how it is portrayed on the TV usually. What? It is it is like very starkly like a very like stark contrast. Cold, which is my nice idea. Yeah, yeah, cold, which is like to me you know very reminiscent of specifically, um, Seventh Continent. What do you make of like the? I don't even see the. I don't even the side story though in 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 the news with they did the the black market uh like the they interviewed the lady coming on Christmas yeah because they they put in glimpses of of like the the civilians that are being affected yeah um they have like an inverted attitude or or not inverted but like a. No, yeah. A contradictory attitude to the people in the film. Yeah, like the people in that news story are way worse off and seem, at least that woman in the interview seems happier yeah, or yeah. something. But then it flips know, to Michael like, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, and then Michael Jackson. Thing. I think the, the impulse is to be like, oh, they have it way worse. We should be happier or something. And mm-hmm. then obviously that's not the case. And it's like not clear how one should compare themselves. I don't know. Because there's also like the comparison I mean, between the violence on TV, which is like genocidal and massive, and you know on a huge scale, and then like compared to a little slap or compared to a shooting or whatever. Right. But, but I want to come back to this point. I don't even get. It's still not clear to me. Okay, like, it's not clear to me what the the Hanukian thing is and where else we've seen it. All I'm getting so far is like, violence happens on TV, and it's bigger. Violence happens in the story, and it's not so big. Yes, and when does that happen before? I don't. Uh, so let's say in Code Unknown, we see shots of uh, the photographers' shots of the war conflict, mm-hmm. and then, but we don't even feel invested in it. It's numbing, mm-hmm. and then we see uh, like little acts of tension and conflict, whether they be romantic or even borderline physical, such as on the subway. Mm-hmm. Those feel much more real even though we've already seen and been primed about this like war going on in Sarajevo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if there's any other right, I'm down. I'm done with this, but I think the Code Unknown... Well, there's... I agree I think it's in Code I, Unknown 100%, but like... And I, well, I mean, I think... Yeah, in, I think it's... Se- in, seventh, in Seventh Continent, we discussed how when, like, they went to go kill themselves, spoiler, it was, is like... How do I say this? Like... It wasn't as, uh, like, epic as that they had sort of set it out to be and how it was going to be, like, imagined in their own head. I don't remember how we drew that conclusion, but I remember that being the case somewhere. I'll agree with that. Like, I think the mass shooting, at least in my mind, I thought I was kind of excited for. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, yeah, super intense and... You know, I was excited to see how that plays out. And it was, like, really lackluster, I felt. Although I love the bloodshot. Um, but, yeah, it felt, like, pretty much... I mean, right, oh, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. there is one there is one difference, though. Um, 
which reflects the opening, like the the um, opening shot, um, like minus the news. You have this the overhead shot mm-hmm. of like the kid wading through the water, and then you have the overhead shot after the shooting. Um, that felt uh. like a. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I was trying to think about what that implies, um, because if you were to take, if you can to compare this to Seventh Continent, the final uh, like suicide is presented basically exactly the same as the rest of the film, um, and I, it's not. There's no. There's no uh, uh, leaving of form in order to make it more epic or more extreme. It's like restricted to the same presentation that the rest of the film is. And I think like very intentionally and that's like to make a point about it, you know, like the one that we were talking about where in this, um, I don't know. I felt like the, the, I don't know the suddenly, the suddenly the, the above shot, like while, while the, while the initial killing and stuff, uh, when he walks in the bank was, um, lackluster and in epicness or whatever i don't know i felt like that shot was more it felt more like cinematic or something i don't really know um but yeah i don't i don't really know what was being implied in that or like why that choice was made um besides like having a visual bookend to the to the immigrant kid coming going across Mm -hmm. the river um yeah. Um, well, I mean, the immigrant child, you know, seems to be the most mm, cinematic arc. Uh, I guess I'm only going to say that because I think the when he first arrives, you know, and you see him like coming over the crest of that hill and you see him like looking outward into like the field or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that just felt like starkly different than the tone of the rest of the movie there was some like sense of like pursuit of like something you know like a a hopefulness you know or an optimism um uh yeah i don't know i don't really know what else to say about that i agree with that like you think maybe you're gonna get this immigrant story you're gonna get some you know journey to the big city as he drives and we see the credits like this will be some little this will be an adventure (laughs) of course we know hanukkah we know we're not. We know we're not getting that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is not cool, guys. Okay. It's just not even right. Okay. Well, you tell me. It, wait. No. 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 I'm actually surprised that you're just feeling such a look. The film is so similar to Code Unknown. Yeah. 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 Hanukkah made a lot of movies, guys, okay? And okay. a lot of them are really different, so he's not just a one-trick pony. <laughs> All right. It's, it, it has to do with uh, what Hanukkah we've seen, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like, the one that right. broke the was Piano Teacher. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah. what. Piano this, Teacher. This is not a whole lot like Piano Teacher. Ribbon. Wait, what? Wait, what? Sam, you cut out. Me? Yeah. Piano Teacher, Amour, White Ribbon, Funny Games. I haven't games. seen any of those. Yeah, but the, yeah, these are all substantially, wildly different. And like uh, Amour, White Ribbon... 
super narrative. Oh yeah, why are we watching these then? Yeah, I can I can. Back I don't know. Up. I just blurted something out. I felt like we had to do something. <laughs> why are we watching? Because <laughs> I was just watching. We watched Seven Years because Troy's never seen it, All right. and I've never seen Fine. it, and we wanted to watch something new and not another yeah, Hanukkah film that we'd already yeah. seen. If we were gonna watch no, another no. Hanukkah, Steven, you're right. Next week, a more. <laughs> another <laughs> Hanukkah. Right. I think you're right. Uh, I'm more on board with that, sure. Yeah, I'm more on board. No more Hanukkah, dude. Okay. I'm tired. I'm tired of modernity bashing. No, no. These are modernity bashing. Yeah, we're done I'm with pro-human. Modernity. We're done with modernity bashing and being pro-human <laughs> is cringe. Um, no, it is not. Dude, dude, if you want to be like Freud, you better get off that. So we. So I guess the only thing that's... So when did Code Unknown come out relative to this? When was it? A year later. A year later. Yeah. It's interesting. The only thing I would, I mean, you know, I've only seen, I haven't seen the second of the Glaciation trilogy, but. Benny's video. Uh, but uh, the only thing that strikes me for Code Unknown, I guess it's what? It's like, it's less. Wait, cold. no, Code Unknown came out six years later. So that's later. why it's not Glaciation. Yeah, Code Unknown, I Conceptually, think. Conceptually, it's very similar. And execution. Yeah, the form is pretty similar, but I think, I think, I think it's fair to separate the two. I think. Uh, 71 Fragments is way more aggressive in its style. Like, for example, I think a lot of the composition is like way more formal as in Seventh Continent and has a much more emphasized focus on the small, the, the small worlds and the close and things like this, like in Seventh Continent. And the contrast between that and like the news and like what's going on in the world, right? Like that contrast is like way more heavy-handed than in Code Unknown. Like, Code Unknown, you're seeing people on the street, you see people from distances, you see things happening. Like, there's a lot more blending of, like, the world at large and the characters. Whereas here, I think it's much more, well, like, isolated, you know, small spaces, like, atomized. Yeah, and, and thematically, Code Unknown, I feel like, is ends up being much, like, grander or something, as well as much more... Um, like there's much more uh kind of like artistic commentary or something like i'm thinking particularly of like the deaf children at the beginning of the end i think have a much more like poetic nature as opposed to this like is trying to be much more like real or something and much less like symbolic in like certain actions and stuff no i mean is I this think, yeah. do you I think, disagree i feel the opposite Oh no, I thought that was fair. What? Where well, I'm just maybe like restated. I feel like Code Unknown is much more real, and this is much more meta. Well, and like uh, heavy-handed, well, the, and it's like. Uh, well, it, it's. Discussion. I think it's it's heavy-handed, but I think that the like implied, um, it's heavy-handed in like presentation like particularly like the shots that are reminiscent of seventh continent of like the these kind of like close-ups of like objects and such being interacted with with like hands Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and i guess i guess in that sense it's more like um meta and heavy-handed but that the um the i guess it's more so to do with like the amount of content given or something like that is super different in code unknown and this and i think code unknown i think why i might have said like it's more poetic or something or like has more like poetic moments is because 
there's they see there seems to be like a much richer content to what's going on um yeah, rather than there's this a, there's a narrative well it's not just the narrative not just it's not just the narrative i mean i think of the deaf children in particular is like well, seems to right. be yeah I, I have another scene to suggest yes i think it's richer also for instance that whole framed arc where uh she's like you know you're watching as a spectator you know she's told that she's doing the movie screening or you know she's doing this like movie screening or whatever and you're immersed and it just it it evokes like a whole set of experiences and emotions and stuff that's like um i mean like you don't even really come close to that in the glaciation um i can't like i don't think there's any scene that's similar to that and like that scene doesn't tie itself formally to a narrative or anything like that and yet it still feels like a rich a rich idea or something like that yeah like it's much more there's much more there's way more like tangents of like hanukkah is like well i want to talk about this and like obviously it works within the narrative but it's it's more it's just it's broader in scope whereas this feels like a much more formal focused piece of i'm going to talk about these ideas which are all the ideas that are talked about in the uh, the two other of the glaciation series Apart from that very last part, I know what you mean, and I agree, definitely. Like it's much less tangential, 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 tangential as code unknown and things like that. Um, I want to reemphasize the news thing, unless someone wants to talk. I, I feel like it's worth mentioning that this just the obvious comparison between the news in this film. Uh, as compared to something like Code Unknown, like where, I don't know, I think I think it's fair to say when you see these news scenes, especially if like you were to watch them in real life, like you would try and form a cohesive view of the, the greater world or something and like look for this connection. Uh, but obviously to do that is to misunderstand what the news is, at least in this world, right? Like here you have this like really nice, I wish, I remember watching it and wishing I could watch news like that. Uh, where they just say this happened in like just flat descriptions and then this happened. anyway um but the film itself is just like that and like any conclude I, I think you can still find that by the way you just i mean it's just not an american news right now yeah, yeah i suppose no yeah i'm sure it exists all right uh, maybe with I, but i don't really get the the point about the um the first part you made the first point you made about about when you watch news like that, you want to, what was it, like, build a cohesive worldview? I forget what you said. Ne- I'm, what was ner- I'm build a narrative. Yeah, build a narrative or, or, or try and put the pieces together. I suppose what I really want to do is just draw attention to the fact that Hanukkah is comparing the film to the news. And that part of the structure of the news is that it's, it's flat and informational right there is it's not meant to be narrative it's not meant to you know and right like the film obviously follows an extremely similar structure so like the degree to which one searches for narrative in the news i think is like worthwhile mentioning like the the same search for narrative in the film and that like uh there's nothing really like these characters aren't actually related except for the fact that they all end up in the same place right uh, it's a chronology of chance, right? It's not even a chronology of a story, right? Yeah. So it's, it's it's like the film is as news and um, 
like something about like if film is as news right like if film is the thing which mediates your understanding of the world which to maybe be cringily honest is like pretty true in my case like okay. uh obviously not in terms of like information but like most of my attitudes and like worldview you know can be derived from like various media mostly film anyway i don't even know where mine derives from so or film. <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway just film, I... film, film as mediator film as like this the, the years at home. like film as yeah. the disconnected piece between you and the world and yet also the thing that is like informing the worldview Right, like all these people in the in in the film, and this is like a Walter Benjamin thing, but like their their like their their entire experience of the world is mediated by different technologies and media, right? Like the father talk, talks to his daughter on the phone, right? They have this like emotional and combative conversation. In contrast to when they were in person, she was like, "I can't like I, I'll call you later. I can't talk to you," you know, mm-hmm. right? Or or like the son talking to his mom. Right. Uh, I don't know who that kid is. I don't think it's it's not the shooter guy, right? It's some other guy who was kind of related in some gun deals, but right, he talks to his mom. He has these conversations, and importantly, it cuts when he hangs up, so as to like not reveal how he feels about the conversation, right? Like I don't know if you're you know what I'm talking no, about. No, that those conversations with his mom that was the shooter. Is it the shooter? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, then still, I mean, I, so the yeah, same I'm point. Just, I'm same just making point. yeah, I'm just making note of the fact that it, that when he hangs yeah. up, I think in my case, I was waiting to see his face right because that's just how it goes it's like convention yeah it's like you know ah, i love you mom ah, i love you mom you know do whatever you know but it just cuts right yeah and uh, right. all of this like mediation right the film mediates anyway so uh i just think it's worth drawing a comparison between this conception of the news and this yeah film. so so like like is this just, i'm just, I'm just making sure i get this right so it's like you know it's to say like you know there isn't a whole lot of like conscious manipulation on Hanukkah's part when he's making the film and like this is how you're supposed to feel about the scene that like it, it's very like direct information so to speak yes I suppose what I'm saying is something like um I think it's trying to say something about narrative in that if you're going to be someone whose worldview and attitudes are mediated by film the way a lot of people's understanding of the world is mediated by news, right? If you I, if you want, you know, in basically just comparing. I would news. I would say like television because there there are things that aren't news, which is like that helicopter scene. Like there's there's yeah. other things. I think I think it's worth pointing out news, right? Like because okay. no one is walking away from TV feeling like that is how like that is what is informing the worldview, even though it is. But um. I don't know, I'm just saying, right. I think, I think there's is. a very strong comparison oh, yeah. between yeah. film and news. And if both are going to be, like, uh, you know, the, the thing which informs whether it be your attitudes or your, just your understanding of, like, uh, contemporary events, how do you want them to be and why do you want them to be different? Like, I think but I... Don't, like, but don't... Right. Do you want right. narrativized news or do you want news, like, in this film? Mm-hmm. Uh, right, I... Right. Well, you want I mean, air device film, do you? Or do you like? Is that right? Right. I I Are would you want being... air device film. Yeah. I don't want news. I don't want news to be art. I want films to be art. But why? Like, what is? Um, I think it's a notably good attempt to make film as news, in a way that is still art. Right. It's not literally just information. 
So, but it's so not, what would it's be not the, gonna it's not gonna um, narrativize the world for you. It's gonna what try would be and the, show what would the right. world. It, 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 but the thing is, is that it's not as news. Uh, insofar as it has, it's a stylized attempt to critique modernity, which in itself, that's the artistic load um, underneath it. Because I think that 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 like communicates a lot of what Hanukkah's view, like metaphysical view, is, or something like that, like worldview is, and. So insofar as that comes through in the object, in the art, in the production, you know, in the product, then it's art. Uh, the ways, and so I don't, I don't know if it actually like escapes. I understand what you're saying, and I think it's an interesting concept and good to investigate, like filmically, and it's cool that he did it. Uh, I don't think he really succeeds though, and that's because the nature of art and the nature of stylization and choice as a director um means you by virtue of what you choose to include and how you include it in the final product it becomes stylized whereas in news uh you uh ideally you don't stylize things and so on the news you watch this similar to how they had in, in these news scenes ideally you know this is what news would be no. uh I, I mean or at least uh definitionally like distinct from art or distinct from yeah. narrative news right uh, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. It would. It would only be choice by what to include, but it wouldn't be stylized. So the stylization I, and choice of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a, a little bit of a whiff. Like I think, obviously, there's choice. There's style. There's composition. There's right. It's art. It is art. But I mean, just right. an, but but just a, an attempt to depict the world as is, as seen by the artist, as opposed to depicting the world as is as seen by the artist through story i don't really get what you're saying but i'm just saying like obviously like we're getting a story there is a narrative here i don't i don't know there's there's not a narrative there is a perspective right yeah Uh, perspective is inescapable like you're saying about choice and style and how you're going to show something i mean of course we're getting a view firstly can we agree that there is a narrative even if it's not an extremely comprehensive one there are there's a narrative slash several narratives. Yeah, but it's a narrative. Yes, I, I I strongly agree about having separate narratives. And okay. in terms of a cohesive narrative, I think it is extremely notable that it's a chronology of chance and not of something else. Right, like a chronology of chance is almost not a story about anything in particular. No, but that in its it. Oh, no, I get it's part a story, of the narrative right? yeah. load. I get and the fact that they come together at this final moment and we've seen them all, uh, even if it's not like they've intersected much or had much like character development between each other, like all these arcs intersect and so become the umbrella of one narrative concerning the shooting. The shooting becomes the subject. But it's notable, I, I, I might want to push back on the arc phrase, right? Because I think what's so different about this is because there's a million movies where all the characters come together, right? But they do come together arc-wise. Right, not just logistic plot-wise, right? Like in this film, they come together only insofar as by chance they need to be at the bank for various reasons, right? Whereas like, uh, like there's lots of there's there's never-ending amounts of films whose whose narrative arcs, right? They're the the real story, the thrust of where they are, bring them together, and and it forms this braid, right? Yeah. Um, to to but to say they're like they're coming together by chance, chance itself like by their various needs to go in, like chance becomes a subject as well for the narrative. 
the vicissitudes of life, the yeah, the you know the uncertainty and the potential, and all these things come together and they influence the narrative arc and like them intersecting physically in this like location, mm-hmm. as well as being bound by this umbrella that he sets out in the title. That is that mm-hmm. there's a bunch of chance like why they would intersect, mm-hmm. like all this is still painting a narrative. This was all just a side point to say, well, I'm well. I agree this is not like a, I would say it's not a narrative-focused piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that, you know, really means. I think we agree with that. Just to say that there is narrative here. Um, and that it's stylized. And so, while it could be an attempt to do what you described earlier as, a, um, what was it, as art as news or something like that, um, it, I, I think it misses the mark. And one reason why I don't find myself enthused by it personally oh and i was not enthused by seventh continent either is that it doesn't seem like you like i don't like art like that like it doesn't work to me um when i watch art i want it to be stylized and not be like the news um and i want the news to be a distinct category separate from it yeah yeah i I was i was gonna ask troy like what is it that you think is like useful about making a movie as news like why do that why do that i don't well, know just, did to, it. just to investigate the idea yeah it's investigated i mean okay but which is i mean like so okay so it's investigated but then like you you, you, you do you see value in it at like post investigation well yeah cool. investigations turn up results yeah and i would say the value man, this is man. i would say it's valuable and it tells me that this isn't something I want to see more of. And that okay. doesn't mean that it's a failure because it like succeeded in it, like informing me of something or something like that. Okay. On Quickly to Steven, just on the narrative point. Yes, I agree. There is technically a narrative, but the nature of which is an extreme contrast to conventional narrative. Yeah, that's probably, and yeah, yeah. much, and and anyway, I I mean I, I just see it. This whole general art idea is like, in a world in which your understanding of the world or your attitude or whatever is almost entirely mediated by media, right? Mm-hmm. How, uh, you know, then then perhaps you'd want, you know, um, let's look to the let's look to the genre that claims to be the informative type of media news right right if you right. want to learn about the world right uh you know what medium is there except for news which is the self-proclaimed source of here's the information about the world right right it's not diluted it's not this it's not that it is ideally communication right, right? it is right. clear because right okay well given your attitude and your worldview you know is so constructed by film you know let's why don't we just make a film that's like this right and you can just see how that plays out in, in right. the way in which it it actually does correspond to the world in ways in which it doesn't in the in and and where it falls short yeah i think it was like a, a definitely a useful um, exercise and also like an image of yeah, what yeah. you know I, people don't realize finishing, they're watching right I, i've heard everything you said and i basically agree with everything you just said the only thing that's different is my value ascription at the end maybe well no i even think it's valuable i guess i'm just describing my response to it and what i do now moving forward like i agree with every point you made 
and that it could be a valuable thing to have made and investigated. But do I think that that's what art should be or like what I prefer in art or what I think the best art is? No. Um, and it has communicated that to me successfully. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think the answer to the question is, is that what I want art to be is the same answer as, you know, is this film what I wanted it to be or something like this? Like, um, like it's, it, like it, it's, a, it's it, like I almost want to bring the focus on a weight. I don't know. I almost feel like the focus is not on what would it look like if film were like this, but rather like the emphasis is on the condition leading to the film. Like the fact that one's attitudes and conception of the world is mediated by media Right, like, which leads to, right, let's make a film like this to bring attention to that, you know. Um, sure. I think it, less about do I want media to be like that. I think the question is rather, um, no, I think that's relatively fair. But I think, it, I think it's properly bringing attention to the, the positive nature of narrative. Um, yeah, I mean... If we were to follow some kind of thread of, like, Hanukkah's progression as an artist as well, um, I mean, he seems to move towards narrative while keeping some of the positive aspects of, like, the form that he has with these three films. No, I mean, I mean, is that, is that, I mean, does, I mean, that might just be, I mean, that's pretty, like, speculative as far as, like, Hanukkah's view on what, he's doing and he obviously explores other ideas um um but i mean his other films seem to be much more narrative driven after this yeah i'm sorry for spurging out but that's definitely true right he does this he does code unknown however you want to call that and then after that everything is very conventional narrative conventional in terms of narrative or whatever yeah i, I mean uh, never mind. I was gonna just talk about the white ribbon, um, but might not be too productive just because not everyone's seen it. Um. <clears throat> um, just to clarify something. So you mentioned how, uh, like when I don't remember the shooter's name, but yes. when he's talking to his mom, and then you know he hung up the phone. And then you like didn't see a reaction from him or anything like that. And then you noted this as a case for like strictly telling you like facts or like being non-manipulative about like what is happening. Is that correct? No, I'd say okay. almost the opposite. Like, well, one, I just think I don't, I'm not exactly sure what it means or whatever. I really like it, though, because I caught myself. When it happened, I caught myself like with this extreme feeling of like, I've been had. Like, like, like the film knew exactly what I wanted and didn't give it to me. Mm -hmm. But um, no, it's like yeah, and, and which makes it really manipulative, um, and I think just draws attention to like, right, the phone as the mediator between him and his mother, mm -hmm. and just going along with this whole like one's conception of the world being mediated almost entirely by various forms of technology. Yeah. And our desire to understand the world we're being presented with being mediated by 
obviously the film itself and it 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 I think it just brings attention to that fact when we don't get to see what's really happening almost like like we hear the phone call and we're not really sure about what's really happening is this a real genuine you know whatever blah 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 blah, blah. got it right okay um again uh transition to something that i liked which was um max trying to make a cross out of the those uh what do you, whatever you call that. Brody with the, the first one to bring up the cross, huh? Yeah, I'm the first one. <laughs> he will forever be the resident Christ-like. Yeah. Um, the resident Christ-like. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just uh, feels felt pretty good. Felt pretty like on the nose that he's literally trying to construct a cross and he just like couldn't do it. Uh, out of fragments. Yeah, out of fragments. You know, it's very... Very, very much modernity, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't really know where else we can go with that. I would just shout out to that part. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, and also, also relevant to say that it was um, successfully constructed on a computer. Yeah. Um, uh, which was then talked about previously on the television um, when that old guy was eating his uh, slop. Uh, go ahead, Stephen. Um, this is, you just sparked my memory. I, okay, did the camera quality improve three quarters of the way through? Because I was at 1080p the whole time, but, or like the lighting in the shots significantly changed such that, for instance, during that computer scene, when they're both sitting at that desk, you know, it zooms out and you see them, like the movie looks... Yeah, yeah, look at that. Somehow that scene, maybe it's just a lighting effect. Like, it seemed so much more... It felt like time had passed and we were in a more uh, modern world or something like that. This looks like something that would be on TV now. Like, it looks... looks... like Social Network. What'd you say? <laughs> looks like the Social Network. Yeah, it's just light. Like, yeah, the... Yeah. I think and different I'm not sure if that was super a, you know, a conscious decision or not, but oftentimes there's, like, a granulation going on because of the lighting um uh or something like that and it seemed like they he overcame that here and it just looks and it's also this depiction of the computer so it just seemed so uh i don't know contemporary i in terms of film. i don't i i mean i mean as far as like <laughs> how you feel about it how it being presented visually like that um like the the it looking more contemporary something i don't think that's an effect of it being lit very differently from the rest of the film because the rest of the film like the indoor stuff seems to be um lit mostly by practical lights and then enough fill so that it doesn't look like crap basically Mm. and like that scene seems almost no different as far as like, cause normally when you get like a contemporary film, um, like you have this kind of over naturalizing of light, like making light look super polished and soft and stuff. And something I appreciate about Hanukkah and is very present in this film is like actively not trying to manipulate the light um as to make it softer or more pleasing like 
and it looks very real. But, but I don't know. But I didn't, doesn't I didn't... that doesn't that room yeah. look so pleasing? Yeah, I mean, well, I it does. Scene... It does. It does. But not in. Um, I mean, I think the whole. I think the whole film looks good. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I meant but... in a pleasant way. No, I don't. I don't mean I'm like just you. visually stunning. But I mean like it, it looks cozy in that room. Kind of. Yes, I. I think yeah. the room is notably cozier. But I mean, think about. No, I think definitely, uh, and I think it makes more like it makes sense in contrast. Like everywhere else we see, outside, all the lighting is like super harsh, um, and like uh, more like fluorescent. And then of the indoors we see, like we can imagine, like you know they have these all European houses. They're all like plasticky. Like the 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 color palette is significantly different, right? Like the the sick baby family and the adoption family, all have like white tile and matte colorings inside it's kind of harsh yeah yeah the, it might the, be a, like you just don't see yeah, it, yeah it's yeah, the yeah. only place that is warm colors yeah i mean it seems yeah it might be more so like uh uh less lighting and more so uh production design and like location yeah but but no i no i agree i agree with the whole it seems much more cozy and pleasant like somewhere you'd actually like to be because um, I think in general, hey, hey, I want to say, very John, great everything you said about lighting was interesting, and I didn't mean to just cast that off. No, no, it's okay. No problem. I mean, no, 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 because I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I agree that it does look substantially different. I was just pointing out that it probably wasn't it wasn't the lighting. Right? It wasn't the lighting, um, as much. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I, I like this does have more contrast like this this scene like the the way it's lit uh like having the lights be between the actors and the background so that you get like you do get like more shape out of the characters than you do in a lot of the other scenes a lot of the other scenes are much more flat looking uh or less like dynamic which does make i guess that is a much more contemporary uh a contemporary like take on how to light things Mm. um but but as far as like the the um like the mode by which they they are lighting it is not is not all that different hmm. um but yeah this is this is a much more pleasing image than uh than the other a lot of the other scenes like i can't even think of anywhere else where you see this much brown you know That's true. Like there's brown, brown there's wood there's i don't know the know. folds on their clothes they look like very uh like uh young clothes you know that you're not looking yeah. at a suit or like the bank teller uniform or like i don't know they, it looks cozy cozy wear you know mm-hmm. as well i i kind of want to come back to a, the cross because mm. i think this is i hate myself for bringing it up because i don't actually know what it's about the, not the cross, but the Walter Benjamin thing. But, like, it just seems like a big similarity. Like, like the cross thing starts off as a game made by this character, right? It's not Max, is it? Is it no, Max? it's made no, by no, the no. other dude. And Max yeah, just Max's just... roommate. Well, the the that those pieces of paper are something else. I've played that game before in elementary school. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's... I, I hesitate to say this, but it, I think it's... Chinese, um, you know, it's, uh, it's like, hey, uh, uh, anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I hesitate to say because I don't know if that's even true. We just called it that when I was in elementary school. My, <clears throat> I have seen I'm... this before. Yeah, he, uh, as just to say it's not invented. But go on, Trevor. Saying. I don't even know what you're talking about, but the well, you you mentioned that he invented that the roommate invented the oh, game. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. He never introduced invented. whatever. Okay, sorry, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy brings this game in, right? And it's a game played for money. It's 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 he has taken something, deconstructed it, and is asking you to reconstruct it. And I think it's notable that it that, that that's different from he. Um, not only does he deconstruct it, but he does so in a super consistent way, right? We see that he started out, like, based on the way when the pattern comes back together, right? He, he, he started with a cross piece of paper and cut a bunch of parallel lines, right? He didn't cut it up into a lot of different shapes, right? He took the complete original cross and cut it in parallel lines. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, okay. yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It just seems relevant, but... Um, or I found it interesting. <laughs> but anyway, but then, right, but then he goes, to, it, it, it's, a, it's a group activity, right? It's only occurring right there, right? There's the only people doing it are them right there. There's a bet, there's an audience, there's a, a challenge, right? All this stuff, mm-hmm. right? And then obviously, what are they trying to, like they're trying to reconstruct from fragments, like an image of God or something like this, I don't know, across. Uh, and then uh, via some technology is able to uh, turn it, into like an attempt to distribute the same thing but obviously it becomes like an entirely different thing it becomes notably easier as they talk about right like oh when the shapes connect it fits and oh that's so much easier this is way easier you know they talk about Mm -hmm. it and right becomes easier but it's also reproducible and will become an individualized thing and he also asks if it will be commodified yeah, right? This all, yeah. Is it, are yeah. you going to commodify it? Are you going to do it? Because yeah. now it, it stands poised in this potential to become this thing where right? it becomes totally individualized. It's no longer the same thing at all, right? It's like this weird projection of the original thing into some new space. And uh, it has like all these qualities. Anyway, this is just like, I'm just pointing out a similarity between that process and like Walter Benjamin's like whole thesis um, about art. Well, um, he also calls it. He's also like, yeah, but it's just like a stupid game. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's, like he's like, they're it's working on game. way more sophisticated stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, obviously, it's on the nose with respect to the film, but I. No. Yeah. I mean, I think that's. I think. I think you're definitely right there for sure. And you know, it's like you know, the computer is obviously a symbol of you know, like modernity. You know, things like that. You can maybe even say something about how when he can't do it in the allotted time that he uh, rips up the paper and sort of like says to hell with the game. He with says the sorry. whole game. He does say sorry. That's true. No, that's some... That's some wait, he, oh, no, some, I thought someone else does that. Someone else... Well, maybe we can pull up the scene. But I, no, I understand yeah. the scene was someone... Not Max. Someone yeah. else fails and tears it up, and when he tears it up, Max freaks out. Yeah, you're correct. Mm, yes. Wait. Can you go and back? And that's so based. Can you can you go to that scene? I did not see yeah, that. Yeah, I'll try and I'll try and find it. But yeah, I thought yeah, that was great well, because Max is someone apparently who is extremely interested in the integrity of the game. Yeah. Well, well, you try to find it. Like you could you could say something about how. You know, it ends up being like like. The inability to reconstruct the image of God 
ends up being, uh, you know, can lead to a rejection of it or something uh, cringe like that. <laughs> no, I don't think it's cringe at all. No, I think it's accurate. I mean, yeah, yeah right. I'm like, a postmodernist. I gotta. But the steep and irony. Yeah, right. Hey, can you, can you, yeah, can you construct this, you know, from fragments, can you construct the image of God? And no one succeeds except, huh? Play the scene, play the scene. No one, no one succeeds except for the artist or the, the, the man who made this situation, right? Mm hmm. Um, yeah. Like, can you, can you construct from these fragments? Can you construct the image of God? But I think what's interesting is that you can. It's possible, right? Mm. And, and one fails and like the news it seems like it's just fragmentary information and does there exist a cohesive whole you know Mm -hmm. and so like you know like you've got these three things that are all fragmentary and the question is of turning them to a whole right like the film the news and this game well yeah yeah, the game is the only place in which it's confirmed possible that's, I'm going to look this up that, as I say that's, that's oh, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's interesting on like um on Hanukkah's part if like we we're to take this uh this whole idea this like symbol or whatever as being um as being accurate like our description of it. It's like interesting that like um cuz I think somebody could watch this film or watch Seventh Continent and very easily come to the conclusion that Monica is trying to make a point that this is inexplicable, therefore, like, not meaningful. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no meaning, there's no, like, purpose in trying to explain it. Versus, like, this suggests that there is a meaning, it's just something that we cannot put together entirely or something on our own or something like that. And that the, the inexplicable does not mean it's meaningless. It's like, it's inexplicable, but there's still, like, an overarching like structure or something that is like in a, unattainable or something like that. Yeah, and, and is Hanukkah is Hanukkah is this Hanukkah's attempt at recreation or is Hanukkah the person deconstructing and asking you to reconstruct? Um but mm-hmm. I like I like the idea that these fragments, like these seventy one scenes, can come together to form an image of God or something like this. Uh I like that. Yeah. I like the scenes. They're so freaking good. I mean, we've we've spent we, I don't know too much time, but we spent a lot of time not talking about like the individual scenes. But are we on board that they're like insanely awesome? Like, there's so many bangers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yes. there's a lot of, I mean, yeah. All the all the scenes are are. Like, uh, they're all so good. Yeah. The I'm I was I'm gonna say yes, um, but they cannot hold as much weight when they're not steeped in a narrative for me, personally. Oh, Brody wants the cross yeah. constructed for him. Yeah, Aww. yeah. Well, I mean, to I will say that. Um, Not a very fun game. I, I think you you saying Troy, as in um, you saying, like um, the idea being that Hanukkah is the one who's like here put this cross together or whatever is kind of interesting. I don't know. I'd like to tug on that a little bit more uh, because I think that. Um, I mean, there there is something like, uh, like the the kid who has like the the game or whatever, and he's like, here, play play this game, you know, like he's like obsessed with betting too, like betting on it, you know. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, like what Not that implies Mac. about like yeah. Hanukkah, like saying like, yeah. I mean, there is something more like provocative or like self awareness of like Hanukkah's uh, 
on like provocation of like here's here's these fragments like build an image of god huh or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah you can do it i know you can jerks off in front of you and well, you just worth... have to build the cross while he's jerking off right in front of you it's worth <laughs> noting that he loses the bet what the 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 guy who makes the game right oh no 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 the betting guy it's oh it's a different game so, it's a different game. It's a game of chance. It's a game of skill versus skill versus chance, as described by the character. I right? pick up sticks yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right. So they play this game of skill versus chance, and uh, the betting guy loses the bet. Right. He's like, "Oh, I want your revolver," and the Max says, "Well, I want your watch." You know, and he's like, "I, I don't want to bet. You want to bet?" And Max is wearing the watch in the end of the movie. Uh, Wait. Oh, oh I, I didn't actually notice Wait. that. Yeah, That's when like, yeah. He, he actually makes quite a point of it. What's, oh, really? What's Damn. interesting though is he doesn't use the revolver. Oh wait, so Max is the one who wants the other dude to watch. Yeah. So so the gambler, but, okay, the gambler okay. wants Max's gun. Max. Yeah, but you know it's odd though. Gambling. The the gun he uses, I don't think is a revolver. Right? It's not. No, it's not. I think I think it's just he the, I think it's, that confused me as well. I thought it was an odd choice, but I took it as the kid just calls it a revolver, even though it's not. I unless he just I, also or he has multiple owns a revolver. Guns. He might have. I took it guns. as the kid doesn't know that he has all those guns because he got those guns illegally, so it's probably a secret. Maybe he already owns a revolver. I don't know. I know. Yeah. Either way, like uh, continue on. With Either way, it was a mess up, and Hanukkah messed up. Revolving revolver. <laughs> Um, oh. oh yeah! Look, here's the, oh. so the scene. That know. does it. So I'll play this, but um, Brain this blast. guy doesn't he look? Doesn't his face look like makeup department went hard? Even though I'm sure no. it's not the case. I don't feel so. I think I think he looks like. Why is in, he on empty? So in 2021, I imagine that you could get a young person to look like that old man. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. 20, in 2021, dude, didn't you yeah. even see the Irishman, bro? They made the yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did the that's what, I, that's what I mean to say. Like he has like a face that looks like it was transmuted from a young person's. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, just the point. If it, right, because look, he checks his watch and it's the watch. Ah. Um, uh, the. Uh, I was waiting for a car bomb. <laughs> see, that would have been hype. Um, the, <laughs> See that would have yeah. been high. <laughs> right. Instead, he just walks and goes boop 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 boop, and you know. Um, oh yeah, I just if we're hiking, if, right, if Hanukkah is the person pre- presenting you with these fragments and saying, you know, make an image of God, I know you can do it because I did it and I've deconstructed it here. Uh, but he's also, I don't know. I'm just pointing. You were talking about how he's a gambler or something. He wants to bet, uh, and I was just noting that he loses. Mm-hmm. Can can we? What is this? I'm not sure about this whole image of God thing. I love the idea. I'm not sure about. What do you think this image of God might have been? You know, prior to its deconstruction. Image of what God. do you mean? You that's what you're saying. Hanukkah did this and then presented us with this. Well, I think we're presented think, with the deconstruction. So he I, had the cross and then deconstructed it. I think he's more saying that this is what film is like rather than like so is that um, the image of god well like i don't know like like i feel connected to what do you mean like i don't think he actually had an image of god outside 
of you know i think the, some kind of likening of art to god and right like art and canon forming an like the constellation of film as forming an image of god you know would be something inspiring and dope but I, maybe i don't understand your question well okay wait this is this is um what i was trying to say earlier and maybe i could say a little more clearly now is that um Hanukkah has this whole thing about like things being inexplicable and presenting them as inexplicable. And I think that the um, image of God or whatever would be something like something that is unattainable. Like it, you can't like he never had the actual image of God. But like, like the whole idea is that here are these inexplicable events and the thing that does explain them is like um, incomprehensible, but it exists or something like that is like what he might be implying no i feel like to say what i what i agree with in what you're saying but i think he, i think he presents an explicable world as inexplicable right i, I want to like, say that my asking the question has revealed that what you guys meant when you were talking about the image of god was not what i thought it meant so I've kind of gotten an answer in a different way, which is fine. Uh, I thought there was one passing comment you made towards the end of something you were talking about, and then I responded, and you made the comment like, uh, is Hanukkah the one who had the cross and then, di and then diced it up for us, and now we have to do it? Uh, it sounds like you're not saying that he had this image of God, this cross, necessarily. Um, instead, he wanted to i don't really know i don't know how that comment even intertwines with your philosophy because it sounds like you're not saying he has some in, image of god and then he's dissected it and now it's for us to piece it together which is what you made a brief comment saying similar something very similar to that and uh, now you're saying instead it, it's uh, which is fine and now you're saying instead yeah. it's he's exposing the uh, i don't i don't know so you you said something about like art canon or something like that and and how these are images of God, I don't really know. Yeah. I The way it strikes me, and maybe I don't have great evidence or something, but the way it strikes me is like, he poses him, like through this whole cross thing, right? And it's extreme, or it, it's obvious comparison to the film itself, right? Poses himself as someone who is deconstructing the image of God and handing it to you to construct. But I think the way it strikes me more is that the film itself, right? The film is the thing that's fragmented. Uh, but I think film is, it's more like film as fragment. Like one film composes a fragment and another film composes a fragment. And like the constellation of these fragments forms the image of God. Uh, I'm, this is more how I see it. And I'm still confused how about how... I'm confused about how the first half of your statement connects to the second half. I, uh, I it's just like nested. Okay. Instead of a scene being a fragment, as it is in the film, the entire film is a fragment in a constellation of film and art. Right. So, well, but your the first half of the comment was about this cross, and about breaking it up, presenting you with fragments, and so what you're saying is instead his film is not meant to be that he had, like, so Hanukkah has a cross and he's going to dissect and give it to us. That's not what you're saying. Instead, you're saying that 
he's juxtaposing two like two approaches to art or something like that. One, which is the common conception, which is you have this cross, this god image broken up, and now you as the viewer watch it versus, I don't know, like what, several fragments? I, I, I still don't get how that connects. I don't get the connection. I think you're making a good point there, but what connection between two what two things? Well, about this whole god image, uh, the fact that Hanukkah is the one who, in like, it, I know not invents, but presents the cross deconstructed which implies that he had it already constructed before he can't present it deconstructed without having constructed it first if we want to keep that analogy intact yes and right and so you're not saying it's that way i think instead you're saying this other comment you're making about how this film operates in a fragmentary nature and how it's different from this whole general conception of the cross breaking up and stuff. I think you're right in observing a contradiction between the takes, because I want to nest it and say, like, the image of God becomes fragmentary, just as the film becomes fragmentary, just as the true image of God is fragmentary, where each fragment is like a film or something. Um, but the, but the, I still wow. can't wait. You, you know mean, what I mean? Dude. You know what I mean? All right, wait, Sorry. Cross, right? You've got the yeah. like, right? You've got the, the image of God. Right. Who is Hanukkah? So is Hanukkah? Yeah, the yeah, yeah, no, no. The contradiction is who is Hanukkah? Okay. The the question is right because if you because yeah, there's like two separate uh, nested situations, right? You have uh-huh. the cross in the film and the film itself, mm-hmm. and then you have uh, like the film as fragment, and then the true. Or, or cross in film to film to true image of God to film in general. Okay. And the, the contradiction would be like, well, who's Hanukkah, right? Because if, if, if the, I think what's more evidentiarily supported by the film, <laughs> that, was, that was rough, but the thing that I think the film provides more evidence for is that the film is like this cross, right? And in that case, Hanukkah is the artist and the person who started out with the image of God deconstructed it and is giving it to you. But I, but I don't think Hanukkah would say that, that he, he had, had an image, image of, God. of God because the right. whole, in my mind, a huge thing about the film is that the image of God is inexplicable. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So right. he's That's rather right. saying that right. he, I think I'm just projecting myself onto the situation and, and presuming that he would, he is still saying, though, that film is a fragment well, uh, in the image yeah, of God. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like, it's like, no, <laughs> is it? Directed by Christopher Nolan. Well, maybe, maybe it's like uh, uh, you have, uh, like, all we have is fragments in the first place. Like, there is no, there is no, like, image of God that one can, like, have in the first place like uh and so the idea is that we place fragments together in in the hope that they construct an image of god or something like that and so it's like hanukkah is like that's what he's trying to do i mean he's trying to present fragments that he hopes can be constructed into the image of god or something like that um yeah, I think yeah, maybe maybe like maybe maybe just I would maybe just step back on the hopes. Maybe he's attempting to 
or like by the very act of assembling fragments he's engaging in the prospect of being able to but i think ultimately the belief that comes through is that you could not make a cross out of these um now so that just means i'm pushing back on the term hopes but i think yeah. i agree that he is not actually beginning with a cross and then deconstructing it for us i think he's imagining himself more as assembling fragments attempting to make something out of them the cross or something but it's a futile endeavor which comes across through the alienation that we feel or something like that, the impossibility of the prospect. Uh, it's like he's failing. He is uh, Max failing to put it together and things like that, you know? Yeah. Or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, think, I think it's... Um... It's notable that it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in the that, movie, that the remains... Christ image is, but I don't know if he's actually making the claim that the film can do what this cross is. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's saying with the, I, I think you're right that it's about the people and their inability to do it. But what they're I trying think, to I do. I think his too as a director. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I think he places himself, I think you're probably right that he's placing himself among the people who have the fragments, right? And are making attempts. Yeah. Right? But there's something about them which makes it impossible. But there's nothing about the fragments that make it, the, I mean, the fragments are of such sure. a nature so as to be assemblable, right? Like the, the image of God can be constructed from these things, but they are not able to do it. And maybe yeah. it's about modernity and you just can't do it in modernity or maybe, you know, what have you. Yeah, that might be the most optimistic thing I've ever heard about, like <laughs> like the most optimistic thing uh, Hanukkah has put forward. Oh. And that's not even like a trivial comment. Like, yeah, that really is like an optimistic thing to imagine, you know? But he's terribly optimistic. Like he is, I know we, cause it just, uh, I just mean the movies I've seen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I take blame for whatever, but like, uh, I mean, I think just, I think like Bergman, there's this like total miss, a common, not really a misread. Um, it has to do with like, you know, sample selection and whatnot, but like sort of known for these kind of more depressing or whatever bleak things. But actually have, like, the greatest love of life I've seen. Well, yeah. I mean, out of the movies we've seen, I think that comment alone seems like the most uh, direction, like, optimistic. Like, instead of just pointing out the problem of modernity, like, of these films we've seen, it really does sound like there's some solution even underneath all the, like, problems that modernity presents or something like that. Uh like the idea that it could be done that's like a very hopeful thing that would be a hopeful thing to see in any uh, work of art there's tons of books about art you know and i don't mean philosophy but like rather the narrative subject matter is art and what it is to make art mm-hmm. and it's Bolaño. right has a and, jack built and it's difficult it's difficult you know a lot of times you walk away with a relatively pessimistic view filled with tons of optimistic fulfilling human moments along the way and things like that but it's difficult to defend art itself or something like that and this sounds like an actual like radical attempt to defend art or something like that that's at least how i project onto it Hmm. because art seems like the only thing that could hope to create the the cross or something like that yeah i agree with what you're saying although i disagree i think i usually walk away from these things terribly optimistic I, like, I think in general, I think, well, I think the <laughs> films strange. are always so good 
like they are the defense of the thing and like uh yeah i think it is very much a chartres idea like you know the same idea bergman says the same idea in effort fake the same idea here yeah of like the 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 technically unattainable but like the contribution is to something real glory to god well yeah i don't know that hmm. i don't know if we want to what's up how, uh, I feel like it's on. Right we're like at one forty, one thirty-five. Okay. I think uh, it becomes difficult. You know, I, I think that's a good point that that these are a testament to the power of art or something like that. But there's something unfortunate about the in the infinite pursuit, the circulation, the re- the repetition. Like you're never going to walk away from a movie feeling like this one did it. It actually did it. We've done. We've made the image. No, it's always going to be no, this yeah, less than no, adequate image. Yeah, you're, 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 you're tripping, Troy. If you don't, if you don't think we, you're tripping, bro. <laughs> like, like it's a great thing, but you're just, you know, it's ping pong, right? Well, yeah. Well, no, but I, mean, I don't. But it's you, not. Can, progress exists. Chartres exists. Well, I think. No, I, th- I don't think that's necessarily progress. Well, I think. I think it's. I think it's like a embracing of like the, um. The, the the embracing of like the the futility of it is like an important aspect of it and like an embracing yeah. of like your i mean it's like a humbling or whatever which is the whole thing with like Chartres or whatever is like you it's like it was built anonymously you know and like to to embrace that like your contribution though small is for a greater goal but that the greater goal is like unattainable like because you're not gonna you're not gonna create god through this cathedral or this film or whatever, but that, that, um, I mean, and I guess that can be depressing, but like, I mean, but not, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what? But you get closer. Chartres exists. Like it, it's not like, it's not like Chartres doesn't exist. It's not like these incredible films. No, but, but you'll, you'll, well, we'll not be satisfied with Chartres. We go to make something else next. Like there is no, this is, and that's fine. Well, yeah, I think that, you're but, right in that. But that's it's not necessarily the futility, the but you're, we are in an infinite cycle. You will never make the God image and you will keep, and it's fine. This is like the nature of mm-hmm. drive. This is what I was talking yeah, about. And around, it's, like desire. Like, well, like it's but, fine that we are going to keep pursuing the next art or something. I don't know if progress is necessarily the word. It's actually just like a circular thing, like an Ouroboros or something. Which is fine. I, mean, I also like, almost feel like inherent way. inherent in like the God image is that it's like not possible and like fully possible in like people. Like we're too too fallible. No, but yeah, too fallible. There's 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 an element of futility in in like what are the limits of the human condition, uh, which would be like if one were to take only that frame as like the more pessimistic thing. But I think it's also, if not more so, a testament to the like infinite grandness of life itself, right? Like, like you know, you could draw a picture of like the putting together the cross, the fragments, as like, oh, people are so stupid they can't do it, as opposed to the image of God is so infinitely good and grand, like that will uh, never get one to cannot it. reach it. But yeah. But it's but it, but it's not but it's not to say that you know, you know, certain fragments you know like like the fragments are there, like uh, 
All I'm saying is the claim. Okay, the claim is never that like art is stupid. Obviously, there's fragments, and they're obviously like they're 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 like building blocks and like 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 arrows pointing in that direction. But they are not complete. Yeah. Yeah. So to say it could be complete, you know, to project onto the movie, a meaning to say it could conceivably be complete, is a radical take. Now, I don't think it necessarily could, but that's fine. The whole pursuit of art is, like, it exists because we can't achieve that. Well, yeah, that's the whole, that's the whole, like, um, like, I mean, that seems, it, it seems that the argument that he's putting forward is like a faith-based argument, like, saying, like, um, it's kind of like, if you don't believe that it can be complete, then it's like, why do it, you know? I mean, I don't know, that, that's... That seems to be kind of what he's saying or something. Yeah, and yeah, I think an image of completeness is definitely super optimistic and where I would walk away from this film with. And progress isn't the right word, but like uh, just sort of what I'm saying is like, you know, this film as one fragment is taking us one step closer. I mean, it could be. It could be red because, like, you know, when he's making, when he's trying to make the cross, he does, he fails in making the cross, but what he does actually make is an arrow pointing upwards, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it could be red as like something like, while it is technically not possible to make a, an image of God, but only to have something that is in general directed upwards towards it, and then maybe in service of something like that. That's better. I like this that. Is based. Now, uh, I do really want to push back on progress. I think that's. To, that's totally not being expressed here, but I do like the pointing upward toward God is in like towards the glory of God, but that doesn't mean we've like uh, moved approximately closer to it. We it's more like we've we're, made something which points towards it. Yeah, we're not building the the Tower of Babel, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, you know, and then I mean, I I still I think we're neglecting that. Ult- that the that the cross was ultimately reconstructed on the computer, and I think that's an, a very important part of of this to be thinking about is that it was ultimately con- constructed by a machine, and like you know what, well, what no, it's dude, just a no, it's no, it's, it's a it's a bastardization. It's fake. You know, the dude problem. Well, no, it's like this is, a, this is the Walter Benjamin thing. We just has a whole like it's. It, his like, whole thing is about the transition from art and story from like the spoken word of like you know our ancestors or something into you know the novel and then film and like notably like the fact that it becomes reproducible, commoditized, and like individualized and uh, all this stuff. I'm just okay. bringing that back up. I don't the 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 the, the terrible thing is that I don't know you know, Walter Benjamin's thesis. I just know that it's something like that. It has to do with that process. I don't know what he actually, I don't know what he says about it. But yeah, we don't read here on this We podcast. don't read, we, we read about reading though. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, we read summaries. We join book so that we want quit Gravity's Rainbow. Or... We, yeah, we want to watch <laughs> some videos. Hey, yeah, hey, hey. I did read yesterday and I'm going to read today. I'm on it. <laughs> Wait, who's further, John or Troy? John. I don't actually know that. I just think he reads longer stints than I do. No, I didn't read that long yesterday. I think I, I think I'm on like page thirty or something. So okay. I'm like we're at, we're we're at an hour and fifty one. All okay. right, all right, yeah. Listen, let me serve 
as a witness and bear testimony <laughs> that this film has taken me one step closer to the image of God. But mm-hmm. given closer. that once, given, <laughs> come on, you're interrupting my my clarification. <laughs> you're I'm making a joke. <laughs> given I am one step closer, but given that the destination is infinitely far away, this constitutes no proportional distance, rather just a vector upwards, <laughs> an arrow. Huh? What? what whatever what'd you say okay just kidding amen give your score you beast all right i'm giving this a 3.6 it's definitely on the higher end of the spectrum um if you're interested in hanukkah it's definitely a must watch uh but i I, i'm not gonna give it a must watch on its own it definitely, you know, feels like uh, my passion for it has to do with like it being nicely nestled within Hanukkah's overall arc. Um, yeah, this film rocks. Definitely super interesting. Um, if only I was smarter or knew more about these uh, Adorno and Walter Benjamin. Um, I. Glory to God. It seems it seems uh, it seems difficult. Like now, I, I feel as though if I were to watch it again with this um, like radical take on the the uh, the possibility of reconstructing the image of God or whatever, like that this is this would change my whole uh, I don't know frame frame my viewing experience quite differently. So, um, but as far as just like watching it once and then this discussion, I'm going to give it a 3.4. Yeah, I actually think this conversation helped a lot. It would have had a much harder time on me. I would have given it like a, some, I was thinking of numbers, you know, thinking maybe 2.8, 2.9 or something. I think after this conversation, though, it, it pumped it up to the three, so I'm going to say 3.1. Um, I My comments are not going to be shallow compared to, to uh, what you guys were talking about, but um, I don't know. It just missed me a little bit, I guess. Uh, like, I see the connection, but I'm, I'm sort of unable to uh, enjoy it in, in, its, in the sense that we're talking about it. Um, I'll give it. Uh, Yeah, this conversation helped me a lot. Um, When I was first watching it, I was like, Hanukkah, back doing his thing, you know, classic Hanukkah, you know, again with the the TV. Um, So I, you know, I was, I was thinking like mid twos, high twos, but I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a 3.0. It's fine. Um, If I could. I'm going to. Just, I'm gonna note real quick. I'm changing my score to a 3.9. Whoa! Whoa! After Tanner's comments, all right, I moved mine down to 2.8. Yeah, I'm going 2.9. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tanner and I have talked. To, I don't know. Uh, Tanner's comments. Uh, well, I I think about how much we liked the movie and just this whole meme that has arisen of how much I liked it before and after this conversation mm-hmm. and how it might be like fundamentally corrupt. And so I thought back on the film and how I felt watching it, and I realized I liked it way more 
So yeah. I'm just <laughs> the scenes are so good. Well, that could, little girl, we even talk about the orphan. Could could I just yeah, say that? Uh, I mean, just one thing. In another take on Tanner's comment. Um, <laughs> the I think that uh, that was kind of what I'm saying about I need to watch it again because I mean, like I obviously hold like kind of the um, like I want to be like touched by the film, not just like agree with the analytic view that we create around the film um and that like my score could either go up or down based off viewing it again and if that if this thing that we've communicated which i feel is optimistic and good and i like if it is actually felt while watching the film that is going to change uh change the way i feel about it either for better or for worse whether it makes me feel that or not um yeah yeah, totally agree with that, yeah. Okay. It's in, it's in well, this was uh this is a pretty good one. Alright, so next week a more Okay, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I I do we A more what? <laughs> a s'more. I do I think we should watch one of Wait these. A second. Wait a second. I'm sorry, I really don't mean to interrupt. Knock me down to 2.9. Damn. John right. touched me, and <laughs> and I think I do have to give it a more affectual review. Uh, and I want it... I think that this makes sense. I think 3 is the, is the like, average, you know, like, very good movie or something like that, mm-hmm. is how I've kind of conceived of my numbers. You know, I don't know about everybody, but... You know, like, I think this should miss that. I You're making that me want to change my number. Should I do it? No, it's Dude, I'm low. getting everybody to okay. lower their score. Look at me. It over. Only, two, only, only two people are able to change their Everyone score. Everyone lower their people. score. Everyone yeah. lower their score. <laughs> yeah. This sucks. This sucks. Yeah. I'm confident, Steven, that on a reviewing, you will find many more moments as powerful as the father talking to the daughter on the phone. Yeah, that moment oh, yeah, was crazy. I, yeah, it's so good. Oh, wait, I was saying... What was I saying? It was so important, Stephen. You were saying you were going to lower your score is what you're saying. You were talking about more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I was just saying, I think we should watch one of Hanukkah's more narrative and recent films somewhat not to, you know, in the future. I can already foresee the, like, oh, so much Hanukkah. But, like, uh, I think it'd be good to have it in some proximity. But whatever. I am on board with a more... I think, yeah, I'm on board. With I think more. that would be a good one. I know Brody said no more Hanukkah, but I mean, uh, yeah. that yeah. film struck me like less Hanukkah-y than than it is some of the other ones I've watched. Yeah, it's substantially different to the point that it's like, uh, it's like let's talk about a film that is not what we've been talking about you know yeah Maybe well if it's like one of his later ones <laughs> the title dude, is literally dude, love dude, dude piano teacher rocked so hard yeah in comparison to all these like well then you're yeah, gonna love yeah. a more and you're gonna love white rhythm and you're gonna love although i piano teacher probably is my favorite hanukkah yeah piano teacher i feel dude, that movie is so beast but white white ribbon incredibly good a more god tier Funny Games is more in this vein, but not. It's not really. F- funny Games is like. Funny Games is like. Funny. 
it's funny it's literally a funny game, a funny game. i mean <laughs> it's like I, th- I think it's one of the most it's like probably one of the funnest to think about um and is like i mean i don't know it's just it's just such a fun exploration of like uh of what it's exploring i mean i don't know yeah. I, I i love it funny games is really a filmmaker's film if you know what i mean it's really yeah. <laughs> like uh like yeezus for kanye yeah yeah yeezus is the is kanye's it's film a, it's, it's <laughs> yeezus only <laughs> only right, only people it. who are like christ-like can understand yeezus <laughs> yeah all right okay yeah all right yeah that was Tune pretty good next time yeah Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.